A few hours from now, it's going to be a big week for the Kansas City Royals, and we're going to talk about that next on Locked on Royals. You are Locked on Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Jack Johnson. You can follow me on Twitter at JohnnyJ underscore 15. We're also live on TikTok and Instagram. Just give us a follow there at Locked underscore on underscore Royals. It's also very easy to find us on those podcasting platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Just be sure to also give us a follow on YouTube where you can hit that subscribe button. We're at about 620 right now. The goal is to get to 700 by Christmas. And as you know by now, 1,000 by opening day 2024. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. It's the perfect time to go and create your account and start placing some bets. you got college football. You've got college basketball, NBA, NFL. There isn't a shortage of things out there to go and bet on. So after this podcast episode, go and start making those bets today on FanDuel. For a little bit more of a background on me, if you're a first-time listener, well, I work here in Kansas City. I work at a sports radio station. That's 810 WHB. I also have a show on ESPN Kansas City Monday through Friday. Once a week, I do have a show on 810. So if you ever want to get my thoughts on things that may not always pertain to the Kansas City Royals, you can do that by following me on both of those platforms. Either just check it out on the podcasting pages there or go to their social media accounts. Very easy to find my podcast and show over there. But when you come here and you want to hear baseball, you want to hear about Royals baseball, that's exactly what we do on the Lockdown Podcast Network five days a week. We give you 30-minute episodes, and it's the perfect time to do so because it is the biggest week of the offseason, not just for the Kansas City Royals, but for everybody in baseball. There's lots going on, and we're going to have coverage of it all week long because this is our last week where we're going to have five episodes a week just for the next couple months or so we're going to drop down to three because we'll be completely out of season at that point be more quiet on the baseball front and the scheduling might be a bit erratic we might have a show monday and wednesday and friday or it might be tuesday wednesday thursday it could be wednesday saturday sunday not really sure how the schedule is all going to break down but we also may get pretty consistent with how we like scheduling out the podcast and getting more guests on and and having more stuff to go over. But this week, we'll have really a week to go out with a bang with five episodes a week until we get back to around spring training time because this podcast is going to quiet down just a little bit. We're still going to give you that hard-hitting content, and it's going to be hard-hitting content all week long because the winter meetings are here, the MLB draft lottery is tomorrow, and the Rule 5 draft is going to be on Wednesday. So there is not a shortage of news that we are going to be going over. And tonight is really just a preview of what we are going to see this coming week, what we can expect from the Kansas City Royals. J.J. Piccolo and Mac Quattrero were busy today getting interviewed. J.J. Piccolo was on MLB Network. We're going to talk about him in the second segment. Mac Quattrero was interviewed on Sirius XM. He just had his thoughts on, on what they're going to be looking for, how they want to assemble the team moving into 2024. And I thought both interviews were pretty interesting. Uh, There were some things that you could take away. There was some stuff you could toss aside because it was just, you know, 
GM speak or managers speak, and it's more just word fodder than everything, than anything. But for the most part, I, I did grab some stuff that I thought was interesting, and I thought it gave us a better direction as to how this team is going to be built in 2024. But as for what you can expect this week, I think the best way to follow me, the, my, the best way to get you know my comments, my thoughts, my opinions, go follow me on Twitter at JohnnyJ underscore 15. Again, that's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore 1-5. I will be having coverage all week long, giving my thoughts on the MLB Draft Lottery tomorrow, the Rule 5, and whatever the Royals do in the winter meetings. You know, I think one name to me that maybe I'm talking myself into, uh, maybe a name that I just feel like, I, I shouldn't say it feels like a Royals type of signing because it's not. But we know Eric Fetty, who's coming over from KBO, KBO League. He did spend time with Washington for about five to six years. Wasn't that successful. We went and reinvented himself, kind of in the way that Merrill Kelly did for Arizona and for San Diego. Uh, reinvented himself, you know, pitching out of the major leagues, going overseas, going internationally. And Eric Fetty, who was reported by Mark Feinstein, had come to an agreement with a mystery team for a two-year deal worth roughly about $5 million per year, which feels right in the wheelhouse for Kansas City. I mean, we've been waiting and waiting for some move to happen. Maybe this is that move. Again, it's all speculation. Maybe by the time this podcast goes out, that mystery team is announced and it's not the Kansas City Royals. But those are the type of moves I'm going to be having my ears open to all week long because I do think moves are going to be made from the Royals, not only in the Rule 5 draft, within their own roster, but I think some trades could go down. I think some free agent signings could go down, it, and that is very important to me. This is the week to go and be very busy, to go and be very active, and I think they're going to have a great opportunity to do so. Now, starting tomorrow, my stomach is going to be in knots all day uh, because the MLB Draft Lottery is going to be taking place 4.30 p.m. Central Time, so if you're in Kansas City, that might be right before you get off work. But if you're watching this or listening to this on the East Coast, you know, it's going to be a 5.30 Eastern time you know, announcement. And the Royals have an 18.3% chance of getting the number one overall selection. That is tied with the Oakland A's, and that is tied with the Colorado Rockies. They can be as good as grabbing the number one overall pick. You know, the ping pong ball can fall on the hand of who's ever pulling it out, and the Royals fan, Royals fans could be celebrating around, oh, what would it be, 20-ish hours from now, 20-ish hours from the time I am recording this podcast, you could be celebrating a number one overall pick, which makes the 106 loss season that much sweeter. On the other side, the bad luck could continue from last year, and you're picking fourth or fifth. And that's going to lead to quite a rant that I have planned on the podcast for tomorrow, if that is the case. But it's going to be all celebratory stuff if the Royals grab that number one overall pick tomorrow in the draft lottery. The next day, on Wednesday, early on in the afternoon, and by the way, the MLB draft lottery, you can either stream it on MLB.com or you can see it broadcasted live on MLB Network. So multiple ways you can go and, and watch that and stay tuned in for that. But also give me a follow on Twitter because I'll be giving my thoughts throughout that entire thing. Where the Royals will be selecting. It's got me nervous. 
It's got me nervous for sure. One thing I'm not so nervous about because I'm going into it with more optimism rather than being negative about the the draft lottery is the Rule 5 draft. However, the Royals are at 40 men for their 40-man roster. They, They are completely full. And if they don't make a move, they cannot make anything happen in the Rule 5 draft, which would be a damn shame. It would be an absolute shame if the Royals can't make any moves in the Rule 5 draft because of who they're going to be hanging on to. If they're going to be hanging on to guys like John Heasley, they're going to be hanging on to to Taylor Clark and Josh Taylor. I know they got one-year deals, but there is some serious upside. I think they can add to a major league bullpen, or maybe in the future, if they really turn out to be a star, you could pencil into the rotation. I know there are bats that make sense for the Royals in the Rule 5 pick, but I do think that they're only going to go after one guy, and I think that guy will be a pitcher just because it's easier to transition from high A or double A AA or triple A to the big leagues as a pitcher than it is as a hitter. To make that jump from double A to the bigs when you're just an offensive threat, it's going to be quite the adjustment. And I don't think the Royals are going to be in the market to adding a hitter through the Rule 5 draft unless there's just somebody they have fallen head over heels for, which if they do fall head over heels for somebody, it's going to be a pitcher. That's just how I see it uh, going into Wednesday. And then all week long, it's going to be the winter meeting. So you're going to have free agent signings, you know, trades happening. It's really going to ramp up. I'm sure we'll know where Shohei Otani is going to land by the end of the week. My money is still on the Los Angeles Dodgers, considering how badly they want him. Yamamoto, at least per Bob Nightingale of USA Today, the Yankees seem to be the front runner for that. I mean, it's going to be an all-out blitz of baseball news for the next week. And and that really is the way we want it to be because in the off season for baseball, at least it's quiet most of the time. And when it's that quiet, you're just waiting and waiting for news to happen. This is a week where lots of news should be going, going around major league baseball, but more importantly, when you're tuned into our podcast, lots of news involving the Kansas city Royals, which will begin tomorrow with the MLB draft lottery. Go and give me a follow on Twitter at Johnny J underscore 15 for my thoughts on all of it leading up to it and afterward in the aftermath of wherever the Royals may be selected. But we'll find out on MLB Network tomorrow at 4.30 Central Time, 5.30 Eastern. So stay tuned into that. We'll have plenty of coverage and a podcast on it tomorrow. We're going to take our first break of the show. When we return, J.J. Bacola was on MLB Network, and he had a couple of things to say about how this roster may shake out in 2024. We'll dive into that next on Lockdown Royals. You are tuning to Lockdown Royals on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I am your host, Jack Johnson, and you can follow me on Twitter at J underscore 15. You also can give us a follow on TikTok and on Instagram at Locked underscore on underscore Royals. And be sure to go and give us a follow and become the new subscriber to Lockdown Royals on the YouTube channel. As you can probably tell, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, the audio is a little bit different. No, you can notice my headset's not on, so it might sound a little bit off. But sometimes when I'm doing this podcast, connection problems seem to be an issue. And so what I did is I added my Ethernet cord, had to go through an adapter. So through that adapter, I had to unplug the microphone and the headset. So rather have connection, rather have a show than not being able to have a show at all if my microphone was to work. Because at that point, there would be no podcast. So hopefully just a little bit of a blip and the connection problem is going to get that all ironed out. So we don't have any more hiccups throughout the rest of the week. But if you're wondering why my headset's not on, if you're wondering why listening to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, 
why the audio sounds a little bit different, that's exactly why. Is because we just don't have um, you know, a lot going for us right now with this, this internet problem. So we're going to get that all ironed out. We're going to make sure that's all good to go tomorrow when we have that podcast uploaded. Before we go any further, we got to give a shout out to the title sponsor today in FanDuel. It's the perfect time to go and create your account. So after this podcast, go over to FanDuel and score early this NFL season with FanDuel. America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 winning money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options that include spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. So I had the chance to go and watch that interview on MLB Network with J.J. Piccolo uh, involving, you know, the offseason plans, young guys that he's excited about, and just an overall goal, I guess I should say, going into the winter meetings, uh, what he plans to do with this roster, if trade's going to be involved or free agent signing's going to be involved. Uh, these are all things that I think are going to be considered by this front office. And the one thing that was new to me, at least, because it hadn't really been referenced in the season in review press conference, it hadn't really been mentioned on Twitter from uh, Annie Rogers or Jalen Thompson, the beat reporters for Kansas City. I hadn't really seen much on that. But one thing J.J. Piccolo mentioned in the interview that uh, caught my ear was that they are looking to add a experienced bat to the lineup. And it got me thinking a little bit more about this team and what really is open. You know, I know a lot of people out there will say, well, you can get rid of the majority of this starting lineup. It's so bad. They lost 106 games. I mean, pretty much replace everybody in the outfield. That would be, I think, the average Royals fans outlook. You know, trade MJ, DFA, Kyle Isbell, move on from Michael Massey, trade Salvador Perez. But I just don't see the Royals doing something like that. That feels very drastic coming off of last year. So I went, you know, position by position and trying to break down in my head, you know, where is a starter going to be added to this team? Well, it's not going to be behind the plate. It looks like Salvador Perez is going to be the catcher moving forward, at least for the first half of this season. Vinny Pasquantino is going to be at first base. Michael Massey is going to be at second base. Bobby Wood Jr., of course, will be at shortstop. You're going to have Michael Garcia at third. In left field, I mean, Mac Quattrero said in his interview on SiriusXM that overwhelmingly he's an outfielder now. He's not having to learn a catcher. He's not having to learn right field. I think he's going to be a left fielder. Like that is where they're going to pencil him into the lineup, and he's going to be right alongside Kyle Isbell because you had J.J. Bacola mentioned in the season in review press conference that center field they feel pretty good with. With Kyle Isbell's defense, just need the bat to come around a little bit more. Need to stay a little bit more durable. So what it came down to was right field. And I guess you can mix and match a little bit. You don't need to go out there and sign a right fielder that only plays right field. You can maybe get them with some flexibility to move around in the outfield. Maybe they could play an infield spot. But that's kind of the spot that I have zeroed in on, if you will. If the Royals are going to add a starter, it's probably going to be a right fielder, a corner outfield bat, which we had mentioned before. But I don't think I ever went out there and said they're going to add a starter. Now we heard from J.J. Piccolo in this MLB Network interview 
they are going to be looking for a starter. And that is very important to note because of who's available out there. You know, maybe they could go the trade route, but the options for right field, you know, would be a Randall Grichik, who had a, a decent season in Colorado. You know, Adam Duvall, who didn't really have that fantastic of a season with Boston. But those are two names right there that would be in the affordability range. You know, you could always move MJ back to right field and sign a, a Michael Brantley or a Lourdes Gurriel Jr. It did pique my interest just a little bit. And then he went on to say, you know, about the rotation in the bullpen. They're looking for, for help in the bullpen and looking for help in the rotation. And, and that, to me, that was the fodder. That that was the, the, the meaningless stuff that we already kind of knew going into the winter meetings. The Royals need to go after these guys. The Royals need to... Go and add a bullpen arm. They go no go and need to add somebody for the rotation. Now, that's all known out there. But if you say that you're adding a corner outfield bat, now you have piqued my interest that it's a starter. If it's a bench bat, I mean you, you got that in Garrett Hampson. I mean, that's your your super utility guy coming off the bench. Okay. That you you filled that void. But if you need a contributor in the lineup, that's what I'm going to be interested in going into this week. The one thing that I didn't really appreciate J.J. Bacolo saying was that it was the the same old, same old quote that Dayton Moore would use year in and year out of if they lost 90-some games or 100-some games, it was, well, we lost this amount of games, but we didn't feel like we were a that amount of games lost type of team. We, we didn't feel like we were that bad. You are what your record says you are. Even if you blew games late or something happened where you shouldn't have lost, you lost those games. The Royals were not a 98-loss team last year. They were not a 90-loss team last year. They were a 106-loss team last year. And that should urge the front office to make some moves to avoid a 106-loss season. That's just where I'm at. And I don't really want to hear throughout the entire week, well, we're in on a couple of guys. Okay, that's good to know. But show me, don't tell me you're in on somebody. Like, I, I don't want to do these, these, wow, this would be a great fit for the Royals. He'd be great for the bullpen, great for the rotation, but I'm just giving hypotheticals. I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to get a breakdown of somebody the Royals have actually gone out there and signed. And until they do that, it's just word fodder to me. But the one thing that was not word fodder to me was adding a starter to the lineup. That hadn't really crossed my mind. I thought right field would be a little bit more of a platoon. You know, Drew Waters out there. You could have Nelson Velasquez out there. If you wanted to make Nick Prado an outfielder, you could do that. Tyler Gentry could be an option. Like a starter hadn't really crossed my mind until today. And if you want to go listen to that interview, MLB Network has it posted on its Twitter account with JJ Piccolo. Okay, before we go into our final segment and talking about somebody that right now is still on the roster, want to give a shout out to something we are very excited about in the Lockdown Podcast Network, and that's Lockdown Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. That is Lockdown Sports Today. Go and subscribe after finishing up this podcast episode. When we return, Jordan Lyles is still here. And I've been very adamant. 
I don't think he's going to be here in 2024. But what do I think now? I'll tell you next on Locked On Royals. You are tuned into Locked On Royals and the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jack Johnson. You can follow me on Twitter at JohnnyJ underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore 15. The last thing I want to dive into today before a big week kicks off for Kansas City with the MLB Draft Lottery, the Rule 5 Draft, and just the conclusion of the winter meetings, I wanted to discuss something that I felt like at some point in time I was going to need to revisit. And that was Jordan Lyles. And if Jordan Lyles will still be here in 2024, in this rotation, logging innings, logging starts for the Royals rotation. I guess this week is going to tell me a lot. Um, And not everything, but a lot. If the Royals leave on Friday, or J.J. Piccolo and Matt Quattrero leave on Friday, and nothing has happened other than getting their spot in the draft order. And that means they didn't make any 40-man roster moves. So that means they couldn't do anything in the Rule 5 draft. They didn't make any trades. They didn't make any free agent acquisitions. That would alarm me to the max extent that they really do feel like their roster is all but set, or at least 85 to 90% set. That's what I would take away. I mean, the Royals got to be a little bit more active this week. And I'm not saying that Jordan Lyles needs to be gone by the end of the week. It doesn't need to be that way. In fact, my measurement, my measuring stick in this Jordan Lyles ordeal is Mike Miner. Now, if you're wondering why I just threw Mike Miner's name out there, well, remember back to the offseason, 21 going into 2022, the Royals had penciled in Mike Miner to continue to be in that rotation after not looking that good in 2021. Now, nobody was really psyched about him being back in the rotation. And then shortly before the Royals arrived in spring training, they flipped Mike Miner. They flipped Mike Miner for Amir Garrett. I don't remember the exact timeline of where that was at, but I do remember it was later on in the offseason. Like the Royals went the entire way picturing Mike Miner being in the rotation. But when Amir Garrett became available, the Royals moved some money off the books, sent him to Cincinnati where he didn't do anything, and they got Amir Garrett back in return. Now, Amir Garrett didn't get Kansas City anything in return because they eventually non-tendered him and he got picked up elsewhere. But Jordan Lyles is still not selling me or at least J.J. Piccolo is not selling me, that he's going to be in this rotation next year. And I'm going to go back to something I said on the podcast at the end of September, I think it was. It might have been that season in review press conference when J.J. Piccolo said what they expect in 2024. We expect to compete all year long. Now you're winning 80 to 85 games. Well, if you're going to win 80 to 85 games, That means you cannot have Jordan Lyles in the rotation. There's no way around it. There's no way you can send him back out there in a rotation that was not good last year and expect different results. You just can't. There's no way. And I don't think if Jordan Lyles, for instance, if Jordan Lyles was Alec Marsh, like let's just give Jordan Lyles or let's give Alec Marsh Joran Lyles' numbers. That's the better hypothetical to go with here. 
I think I would be okay with giving Alec Marsh starts to begin the year if nobody else had emerged or they hadn't signed somebody or they hadn't traded for somebody. I think I would be all right with it because Alec Marsh is young. Alec Marsh could still have something to prove. As bad as those numbers would look, there's something to prove. Jordan Lyles has nothing to prove anymore. There is nothing he can do this offseason. There is nothing he can do in spring training to give me confidence that he is a good piece for the rotation. And if the Royals move forward thinking that he is, how do you get my vote of confidence? How? How can somebody that set the franchise record and home runs given up, pitching in a pitcher's ballpark, having an ERA north of six, a war well below zero, and the negatives, the pretty high negatives, I should say, how can I have that faith? How can I have that trust? Now, this is where the Royals can think outside the box and give a little bit of more respect to the fans that are paying to go watch them. Now, Jordan Lyles, in every press conference last year, he's a stand-up guy. He would admit when he failed and when he made mistakes and when he didn't pitch well, he always faced the media. I respect that about a guy. But we also know baseball is a cold-hearted business, and it is a business at the end of the day. If you don't get things done, you shouldn't be given another year. Like If you failed at every aspect of your job in year one, should you get a year two? Would you have confidence that your, your job is secure? And if it is, that means your business is never looking to improve. It is never looking to better itself. And that's what I'm watching for. I think just because we've heard J.J. Piccolo say Jordan Lyles is in the rotation, you know, three spots are set, Singer, Reagans, and Lyles, and he was put in there on the projected rotation on Zips and on MLB Network today. Just because of that, it doesn't make me believe he really is. And that goes for Josh Taylor. That goes for Taylor Clark. I'm not sold. There may come a point in time where I am sold on that, which would make me very happy. But there may come a time where I was right. And I'm hoping I was right for that because the Royals do need to better this rotation. Having a guy like him around, it just it doesn't do it for me. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. The, the winter meetings could tell us a lot. The Royals could make some moves to their 40-man roster to clear up a spot for the Rule 5 pick. But tomorrow, we're going to kick things off with the MLB Draft Lottery. That'll begin at 4.30. You can broadcast that or watch it on MLB Network, and you can stream it on MLB.com. But that is going to do it for our first episode of the week on Locked on Royals on the Locked on Podcast Network. I've been your host, Jack Johnson. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at JohnnyJ15. And give us a follow on TikTok and on Instagram at locked underscore on underscore Royals. Tomorrow, we are going to break down the MLB draft lottery and maybe some more moves that might have happened at the winter meetings. But before we say goodbye officially, one last shout out to Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. More winter meetings and MLB Draft Lottery talk tomorrow when we talk then. You take it easy, Kansas City.